Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. To the reading of God's holy word. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. You all may be seated and let us pray. And so, Lord, we do pray that you would teach us, that you would inspire us, and that you would be with us, that we may know your love that is immeasurably more than we can even imagine. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. There's a, a lyric to the song, Closing Time, that goes like this, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And for some reason, that, that line has stuck with me throughout all the, the years, that every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And this is life, is that things begin and then they end. Things begin and then they end. Things begin and then they end. We, we are constantly in a series of transitions. Some we are excited about and others we may not be so excited about, but this is the way life is. And And what's important to us at different stages is different, right? Think back to when you were 6 or when you were 16 or for some of you 26 or 56 or 76. What was important to you then may not be what is most important to you now. And if you had to answer this important question, who am I, it sometimes changes over the years. Um, and, and sometimes really good ways, but other times not so good ways. I have a question for you. All right, is there, or do I have any oldest children here? Anybody the oldest in their family? Raise your hand. All right, we got some oldest. All right, anybody the youngest in their family? Raise your hand. All right, the baby. I would ask about you middle kids, but nobody cared about you anyways. <laughs> some comedian said that, but I think it's so good. But at some point in time, if you were the oldest, you're like, part of your identity was that you were the only child. You were special. There was nobody else around. And then your bratty brother or sister came around, right? And all of a sudden, you transitioned from being the only to being the oldest. And you had the responsibilities that came with that. And so that's part of the transitions that happen. For, for you all who are graduates, you were, you were in elementary school, and then middle school, and then high school. You kept changing where you spent so much of your time. Um, I know some of you all played sports or in different activities, and that was a big part of your life. And, and then all of a sudden it ends, and, and that's over. Um, and you, we ask ourselves the question again, well, now who am I? I once identified myself as a high school senior who went to Mustang or Tuttle or wherever you went, and now when graduation happens, who are you? What does it mean to be an alum? What does it mean to move on? And, and for parents, uh, 
I think about you. You've, some of you, this is your last kid that is leaving the house. And, and who am I if I don't have anybody to make dinner for at the end of the day besides that strange person who lives next to me, right? What do we, what do, we do when all of a sudden we're caught back up and we realize, who am I if I lose this main relationship of being a daily parent? We ask ourselves this, and one of the things that we ground our identity in that we say, this is who we are, is in our accomplishments, all right? And this is part of the problem, is that too often we root our identity in our accomplishments or what we can achieve. I I look out and I see you all, and some of you have different cords or other such things, and congratulations, we're super proud of you for that. But in um, just a few short months, your college professors will not care what you had on. They won't care if you were National Honor Society or not. They're not going to say, oh, you were an honor student in high school, um, thus I'm going to give you extra benefits. No, they don't, your, your accomplishments will continually fade away. And if you root your identity in your ability to be successful at some point in time, you will undoubtedly feel like a failure because none of us always succeed. Um, in in the, the case, there are going to be people that, that may be sitting here or maybe your friends who will come back home after one semester of college because it wasn't for them, and you'll be tempted to say, well, I must be a failure because I didn't do what I was going to say I was going to do. Maybe you're one of those people who change your majors one, two, five, ten times over the, the course of this, and, and you're constantly tired because you have to explain to people what you're doing again, and you may feel like a, a failure. Maybe you're going to have a family before you planned, and you're going to wonder what other people think. You're going to be tempted to look around and see everybody else who appears to be successful, and you're going to think, why don't they have any of the problems like I do? And so if we ground our identity, if we root it in our accomplishments, it will always end in failure. And so what the Scripture tells us today is not to ground our identity, to have it rooted in our accomplishments, but in Jesus Because your accomplishments will fade, but your character will flourish when it is nourished. Your accomplishments, your trophies will get dusty in your parents' attic. But who you become in Jesus Christ is what will always, always matter. And so here, I love this text from Paul because he is praying for this church, and I think it's a word that he can pray over us. And so whether you're graduating or a family or just here today, I pray that you would receive this word from God. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his, through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Do you hear there's, that God does not have a limited supply of goodness for us? It is an unlimited, it is glorious riches, and he wants to strengthen us from the inside out, not from the outside in, and he wants to dwell with you. Now here it doesn't matter what you've accomplished. It doesn't matter if you're valedictorian or just barely got by. The glorious riches of God's grace and love is available to you each and every day. And see, what this text tells us is that we should be rooted in love, not ruined by failure. Failure happens. Falling happens. None of us make it unscathed. You will have disappointments in life. It will rain on your graduation day, all right? But when you're rooted in love, these things are things and not the most important thing. To know the love of God. 
And what Paul wants is for us to experience the fullness of God's love. He says he wants us to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. There's really no way for us to imagine how deep the love of Christ is, all right? It thunders at just the right moment, all right? (laughs) Thus saith the Lord, you are loved. Remember that, right? And so here, the the love of God is immeasurable. But, But... Paul thinks we can grasp the ungraspable, that we can hold on to the unholdable, that we can remember and believe what is more than we can imagine, that we can be rooted in love and we can experience that. And so there are lots of things I hope you get to experience, but most of all, I hope you settle deep into the love of God and that you hold on to that no matter what the season is. And so when you answer that all-important question, who am I? I hope that the first thing that comes out of your mouth is this, is that I am one who is unconditionally loved by God. More so than your job, more so than your family relationships, more so than your latest achievement, the most important thing is that you know no matter what, you are unconditionally loved by God. No matter what. You will fail, you will fall, but God's grace is available to you and this place is here. We've been here for over 120 years. We're going to be here for another 120 years. And we hope that if you're around here, that you're going to raise your family here um, and that you will continue to grow in the grace and the love of Jesus Christ, no matter what. You belong here because you are loved by God. But that's not all. Not just are we immeasurably loved, but Paul goes on to tell us some more. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us is that God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Now, um, this is the, the time in which people tell you all sorts of good advice, they mean well, um, but, but some of the times they're wrong, all right? And so there are people out there who will say, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. All right, I happen to learn this from a scientist, all right? Um, and so, uh, watching Back to the Future, I learned this. If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. And Doc Brown is wrong. All right? Because, look, I played football and, and basketball in high school. And I tell you what, if I would have trained, only trained to be a basketball player, if I would have worked every day, if I would have done all the drills, if I would have watched all the film, if I committed my life to being a basketball player, I would have never played in the NBA no matter what. Because I'm 5'9 on a good day and kind of slow, all right? You cannot do everything you put your mind to. You know, other people, and maybe even somebody will say it today, and if they do, all right, don't make them feel bad. They mean well, all right? But they will tell you to chase your dreams, and that's wrong because what God wants is not your dreams. He has bigger dreams than you can ask or imagine. He has things for you to do more so than you can even comprehend right now, and it's not just you all. It's all of us is that God has things for us that if he told us, we would not be able to handle the excitement. And so what he wants us to do is to just soak deep into the love of God and to walk day by day, step by step, and trust him. And so what he wants is that I want us to desire God's more, not my plans. I'm so glad we got to hear your plans. And, and, and I trust that, that for some of you, you're going to walk into those plans and it's going to be wonderful. For others, it's going to be a, a kind of a little bit more of a journey up and down and you're going to find out what God's going to do later on down the road, step by step. But I really want not what you want, 
but what God wants for you because his grace and love is immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. So don't chase your dreams. Chase God's because they are more and they are unbelievable. And so part of who you are, not only are you unconditionally loved by God, but we are servants of an unconditional and an unstoppable God. That God is going to work and move through us. As we say, Lord, your will, not mine. I desire your immeasurably more and not my own. And so I hope as you answer that question, who am I, that comes up throughout our life, that you're able to say, I am one who is loved by God, and I am a servant of this unconditional and unstoppable God. Who am I? And I would imagine you, you've got a room full of supporters. You're going to have a, a soak stand full of supporters as well who want you to experience the depth and the glory of the love of God as you go from here. And to be able to, to answer that question, who am I, no matter what circumstances come your way. But uh, there's one other question that to me is really important. And it's who do people say that Jesus is? You need to be able to answer who I am. But you also have to answer who Jesus is. And so lots of people will say different things about Jesus. He's a, he's a prophet. He was a, ahead of his time. He's a teacher. Lots of good things. In fact, they, those are what people said about Jesus in his days. But one of Jesus' disciples named Peter, when asked that question, who do people say that Jesus is? He said that he is the Messiah and he is the Christ. And the most important question that any of us will ever answer is not about who we are or what college we'll go to or what's next. It's about who we say Jesus is. Because the way we experience that unconditional love of Jesus is that we root ourselves in his grace and in his mercy and in his promise. And so if there's anybody in this room who has not said yes to Jesus, if maybe you feel like I want love that is unconditional and you live in a conditional world that only believes in you because of what you've done lately, I want to invite you to a Jesus who loves you just as you are no matter what and who you can experience amazing and generous love all the days of your life. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.